Welcome to the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight Podcast. I am David Lindsay, co-founder, lead educator, and speaker at Phantom Leap Education. At Phantom Leap Education, we believe people have so much more inside of them than they realize. And through our services, we help them become the best versions of themselves possible. Beyond the individual, we also believe that company culture is such a large part in creating a business that not only survives, but will thrive through the tough times as we have all been through the last few years. So over the next 20 to 30 minutes, we'll be shining the spotlight on businesses that have achieved this and how you may be able to incorporate some of their ideas and philosophies into your business. Stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can become a guest on a future podcast. Now is the time to sit back, take down some notes and enjoy this episode of the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight Podcast. In today's episode, we have founder of CleanUp and CEO of Interworld Cleaning, John Shukarov. With over 15 years in the cleaning industry, you've come up against it all. But rather than me telling it, let's hear it from John himself. So John, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself how you got into the cleaning industry and eventually ended up starting your own business. Absolutely. Yeah. Pleasure to be here, David. Thanks for having me here. My pleasure. I look forward to hearing from you. Let's go back in time and I'll take you in a time machine and let me take you in 2005. You've got a 22 year old and ambitious student who's studying in Uzbekistan to become a teacher. I was following my parents' footprints. My mom is elementary teacher and my dad is physics and math teacher. So my dream was to become a a teacher. And then of course, Hollywood got into my head and you know, this American movies, right? A big house, two car garage, a dollar tree growing on on outside. You just kick it. The dollars fall in a beautiful girls, beautiful cars, beautiful scenery. So I'm like, okay, I want that. Right. Yeah. Um, 2005, an opportunity came up to travel to America. And then I followed my American dream. Back then, I still did not have a clear vision what American dream is, except those materialistic things that I've mm. kind of outlined. Yeah. Got here, Denver, Colorado. Uh, they got me in completely different circumstances. So they end up putting me in a circumstance where I was kept, I like kind of very, hum- I felt very humiliated. Um, slave-like conditions where my pay, my employer didn't pay me, would pick me up, put in a little trailer with 12 of us. And, you know, like had literally no connections. And then I remember my mom would call me and she's like, John, how's America? I'm like, amazing. Every light pole is, is lit up, right? The, the roads have no potholes in them. And I even have a creamer in a little trailer where I am because I can make coffee and, you know, uh, different types of sugar. But I would always drop out the part where uh, how I was feeling inside. So mm. r- r- fast forward from that day on to now. Now I co-manage uh, uh, five different entities currently. I'm a co-founder of CleanUp, which is a cleaning marketplace that will be connecting cleaners with customers in Uber-like fashion. I'm also a CEO of Interworld Cleaning, which is over a million dollars in annual recurring revenue. We have a home improvement company and we service uh, home improvement clients. And we also have a real estate division, a partner and I, where we buy mixed use or residential houses, and we rent them out and or sell them to improve the neighborhood. 
Plus, I'm working on a book that is called Immigrants Companion, Making Your American Dream a Reality. So that is kind of like a super short <laughs> version of, we, we can unpack anything you'd like, my friend. Oh, for sure. Because like already, it's just, my mind has gone, like coming into to a country like America. I'm, I'm from Australia. So again, that's worlds apart. But coming in as someone that had very limited English into, like you said, almost slave slave-like conditions what was it that really drove you to start your first business to really get get going because as we mentioned before off off the timing i said so many people that have english as their first and only language are too scared really to to take that leap so what was it for you that you took that leap after being in america for only four years 2009 you started your first business is that correct would you be Sorry. able to explain to the listeners what it was and how you went about that first business? Yeah, absolutely. I think I get the drive of running an entrepreneurial company or a business from my mom. Although she was a teacher, she would always encourage me and prepare me to a bigger role when I would grow up. And I think I got that a lot from her. So when I arrived to the States, I had no clue what I would do because my education, former education, had no, nothing to stand here, no ground. And I remember when I was cleaning this grocery store with a cousin of mine who taught me how basically to clean the floors. I was like going behind this walk behind scrubber. And I was saying, listen, cuz, and he's like, what's up? I'm like, in this country, you don't even need a head, right? He's like, why you say that? I'm like, cause it's an extra stuff that I have to carry on my head because I'm just making money from my arms and legs and my buddy. So, um, <laughs> That was like kind of my perception, so I, but I really quickly had to requalify myself. Um, and then beggars don't choose. So I had not many options to earn money nor a skill set to, to go to a qualified workforce in the States. And that's how I ended up in a janitorial industry. So the countless amount of toilets I've scrubbed, a countless amounts of score footage of floors that I scrubbed and cleaned up. I think that at, at that point, perhaps the destiny itself determined that I would become mm -hmm. the cleaner down the road. Fast forward a little bit. I was in a home improvement company, the last employer that I've worked for, an amazing company. And they've done, they, were, they had different divisions. They were doing a home improvement, real estate. And, and actually the owners even were consulting Will Smith himself. That's how brilliant the owners were. Joey Yaffe, who taught me accounting back end, and Kirsten Brecht, who taught me like sales and marketing strategies and et cetera. So I got a lot, consumed a lot, and I'm extremely grateful for that. And that allowed me to pursue. So if you go back in time when my mom was putting like, you're going to become someone, right? Mm. And I had nothing to become. And the de destiny putting me in a cleaning industry. And now I'm mixing and blending it with the information and knowledge I got from these two brilliant people. So I just had a momentum coming up, yeah. a, a ton of fear, but you know, I had to take a leap. Uh, you, that, 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 is, that is the only way you can move forward yeah. if you move forward. Oh, hundred percent. And I couldn't agree with you more. And that's where I think as well, that coming from Uzbekistan, really in, in a lot of ways, some people might say it a little bit different, but in a lot of ways, it gave you that advantage of you came to America, the land of opportunity, and yet it all got taken away from you. So you had, you almost had to jump for survival and the tools that your mother gave to you as a, as a child sort of helped propel you forward. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. And if you think about it, when you arrive here, you have to run a little further. Uh, your stamina mm. has to be a little more, right? Because imagine when I arrived here 22, all my peers at 22, they had the place to stay, a car to drive, a mm. friends to hang out with, a teachers, a mentors to look up to, a reliable people to go to if they had a problem. So when you move in as an immigrant and you have none of that, then you kind of have to even a little things that nowadays I kind of don't we don't appreciate right a furniture a TV a phone a computer all of these little things materialistic mm -hmm. things you had to acquire and then building friendships and trust that's all that takes a year so you know you work a month you buy something and you acquire an tangible item but when you go for relationships that's not something you make it overnight so mm -hmm. yes we immigrants in general we have to run a little more a little longer time it's the stamina right yeah, so 100%. yes that's that's where i am and yeah, how and, i got yeah no that's brilliant and building that resilience as well which no doubt having that resilience that tough skin helped you over the last two two and a half years in particular because i know a lot of people that they run different cleaning companies and have found it exceptionally difficult to keep the staff over the last couple of years so this is about celebrating companies with a great culture. What do you believe made you stand out from the others? Like, how do you really create that culture? Because this is ultimately your baby. Yes, absolutely. 2009, when I started the company, and you're totally right, resilience is something that we need. But if you think about it, if I just deviate a tad mm -hmm. from your question, if you think about the resilience, we all have resilience we need in life. We just sometimes choose not to tap into it. Mm. If you go back in time when you were a toddler, if you would give up first time you had fallen, you would not learn how to walk, right? Definitely. So yeah. we all have that resilience. Just sometimes we forget. But that, like I encourage anyone to tap into it. You, you have it. You can make it, right? Just don't write it off as if someone is special, someone is not, mm. because it's just we, we have it all. To go back to the culture, it had to change when I changed. So doing an honest analysis, I started with an Uzbek mentality where I'm just going to come here, hire people, work, get the benefits, send the money back home, take $10,000, go back home, buy a house, car, and return. And I had no moral, cultural values weren't strong enough. I had them because I grew up in a family of teachers, don't lie, don't do this. But I didn't grow up in a family of business entrepreneurs that are ethical because they're teachers all around me. Mm. And the culture that I've seen in Uzbekistan, people were trying to take advantage of one another. Unfortunately, I think that happens when, when, when country is a little hungry, right? People need to get yeah. creative and there's no opportunities. So my mindset was like this going, I, I was here to just thinking about myself how to benefit myself. And that's how I was making the decisions in the beginning. So I did the leap, I started the work, I showed up my resilience, but then I, the people around me, I start noticing that the people around me were alike, right? So people attract to, to change. You're an average of five who you, who you hang out with most, right? Correct. But to attract a better quality person, you can't just say something that the person wants to know or hear right now right because then the, the next time you say something stupid this person's gonna crack the yeah. code so you have to change yourself where i'm going is 
it took a ton of work on myself when I hit the lowest and change myself. So when I start changing, when I start becoming more ethical, more honest, more caring, more thinking about the other sides, right? I, I like to create nowadays win-win-win scenarios, which is yeah. win for a customer, win for a cleaner, and then win for us, right? So otherwise it just won't work if one party is not benefiting. So where I'm going with it is I had to do a ton of work on myself to start attracting the people that I want to hang out with. And that what happened. The unethical people and trustworthy people start just chipping off from me. And those that are, because I start changing, they start bringing in a like-minded people, even the cleaners. So you think cleaning is the lowest, one of the lowest paid positions that is mostly overlooked and underappreciated or under, under visualized, right? Like it's, hmm. it's like a, a lower on a, on the food chain. On the totem pole, yeah. Correct. But there are so many people, each of them have their own stories. And mm. you when, when you start attracting honest and good people, they start attracting alike people. So I think that to, to answer your question, I had to change myself to create a culture, lead by example and not by mm. what you preach. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I, I love that. And something that really came to note with for me seeing these big clubs, um, you know, where they might have a thousand employees or whatever it is, these big companies that might have 10,000 employees, that the CEO can go on holidays for a week or two weeks and the company still generally keeps going. Imagine if the cleaners were to go on holidays for two weeks and they weren't to replace them. So just, and that to me really showed the importance of, of the cleaning staff, the people that come in when the, the people aren't at aren't at the office, the importance level of what they actually do. It's missed if they're not there for two or three days, let alone a couple of weeks. But I love what you said about have, take, working on you first because you work on you. Because you, from my perspective as well, I don't like dealing with hypocrites. I don't like the people that say, do as I say, not as I do. So it all has to start from internal. And then once you fix yourself up top, as you said, you become like that magnet and attract the people that you want to work with you and for you. And along with that, what, because you're you who you are now, you're John now who has these multiple companies. What would, what advice would you like to give John, a 15 year old John? Go, go back in time and, and, and yeah, we have this, could have this a conversation. Kid. Yeah. The, the, we, we have this kid who's like growing up, a last child, you know, the third, the, the, the last child in a family who was spoiled by moms and dad's <laughs> love, a ton of it, and was growing up and had always attention in his school. So the, the guy, I think the guy, that 15-year-old John was already ambitious-wise, the parents put in so much stuff into him. The mm. only thing that guy did not know is don't be afraid to make mistakes right just mm. go pick up a failure don't be afraid of failure so experiment more 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 what until you find what works for you so meaning just go try this skill try another skill pick up this book i would tell him mm. fail more i would probably even put it put a goal and say john in the next five years I want you to write down hundred failures and, it, and and go for it. Go for 
failures, right? Every time you, you fail, write it down and write it down what you learned from it. Mm. Because then I would expedite the failures I would have and condense the time that I need because now I have the experience. Now I, I kind of avoid those potholes and get to the destination yeah. quicker. But, you know, that's what I would tell them. Go make mistakes. Beautiful. I, I love that way of looking at things because I've got a daughter that's she's 10 years old at the moment. And when she goes roller skating, she loves roller skating. She goes with her mum, and I go, did you fall over? And when she goes, not today, I go, well, you're simply not trying hard enough. Go over, learn. Because when you make mistakes, well, you know, just as well as anyone, you make mistakes, you learn more from mistakes than you do when you succeed. Because a lot of times you may succeed with a fluke, but actually celebrating the failures or not so much the failures, but like you said, they become potholes. They become learning points for you to go around next time. Yes. Have you uh, read Go For No? That's no, pretty I... much. Yeah. A super thin book. I suggest whenever you got a moment, read it. It's the, the concept there is we are afraid of rejection, right? That's why we don't pick up the sales call. You like the girl, you don't approach her in the bar because if she turns you down, the friends are going to laugh. You, yeah. you know, that's the first step. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. Mm. And, and the concept there is each no will bring you closer to a yes. So take your daughter. For example, she comes in. I've got two daughters as well. One is nine and one is six. And then imagine she comes in as daddy. I want this doll. Like, no, daddy, I want this doll. I like it. No, daddy, I want mm. this doll. No, daddy, daddy, I want this. Right. Keep asking. And you're like, <laughs> OK, go get it. Right. So. Yeah. Again, we have so much to learn. I mean, toddler, right? Resilience. The, 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 the little babies to keep asking, because I think in society, as we grow up, we get afraid of the opinions of others, afraid of how to fail, afraid of mm. rejection. And because of that, we don't go outside of our comfort zone and we live our lives most of the times on autopilot because the moment you step out, your senses heighten, right? You smell, you see what's happening that's when you're living that's when you remember but not how you get to work and how many times you you have to stop on a stoplight how many cars you, you don't see none of this because mm. it's on autopilot now so yes um the, the more the failure the better i think because it'll just condense your time to success wherever you need to go afterwards yeah and one thing that you said there as well is i personally i would hate to live just and the fact that your hand went across flat as well on autopilot flat like that because i'm sure you don't want i don't want anyone that's listening doesn't want to live just like that we want to make the changes we want to make an impact in the world and actually leave a legacy and you do that by getting outside of your comfort zone and like you said before surrounding yourself with people that really lift that expectation and that's what i, I believe by the sounds of it that you're doing with your company is with with the cleaners it's you're attracting those people that have the those high standards that high expectation and with that it, it becomes an energy in itself it really starts vibrating and i i love when i see see stuff like that see people like you that are, are not just coasting along on autopilot but are constantly raising it up lifting the standards lifting the levels lifting the expectations and more often than not when you do that people rise to the expectation they don't tend to stay like that so is that 
is that a correct assumption from my side of things? I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just got excited when you were talking about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're so right. And the problem with autopilot is we just don't know when we're on autopilot. Mm. unless something happens right you like hypnotize it's like you're in a matrix and you don't know that you're in a matrix that's yeah. what it is it's it takes i think it in most cases at least for me it was when i hit the rock bottom i had a wake up moment i had to come off my come off my arrogance off my um you know self-esteem extremely high self-esteem and success that i was i thought i was bathing into and start working and then start like taking myself out i still you know sometimes i go to work to the same office and mm. i i miss how many cars i i had passed right i just miss the momentum i still find mm. myself in trap but it takes a work over yourself but you're totally right unless you get out you're not living a life you're just existing to mm. but the choice the good news is choice is yours my friend take a blue pill or the red one i, I love it and with with this as well there's because I, I love talking about culture and how people have really established that high level of culture. And in order to do that, you need to have high levels of energy. So I just want to get this question. There's John at work that's a leader that does all of these high energy things. What do you do? Who, who's the John away from work? What do you do personally to help refresh your body, refresh your mind so that you can really uplift while you're yeah. at work? Totally. I've got a miracle morning, sort of. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of miracle morning millionaires. If, you, if you've heard the book by Hal Elrod, but I've got a morning routine and, and, and morning routine every time before they, the day starts with me, instead of reacting, I prepare myself, right? I get up, I work out to, to get the blood pumping. Then I sit down to meditate, to calm myself down and ground myself. And then I'm learning Spanish for like one or two classes of Duolingo. Then I'm jogging down my gratitude journal, uh, something, a little thing, mm. it, but daily, right? And then I'm reading. And then when I'm done with all of these, I am checking off with an accountability partner of mine and mm. telling I am done so I don't skip. And yeah. the other person who is an immigration attorney, by the way, and a business partner and a great friend of mine does the same thing. Only after that. I go wake up my daughters, I prepare breakfast for them, I take them to school, but because I already started high, my day is up, right? So I'm presenting yeah. my best to them, I'm happy. So yeah, I send the videos to my mom who's overseas, currently she's here, but whenever she's overseas, I send the videos of me and daughters having breakfast and we all joking and we have energy and mom goes, that's morning, how do you guys yeah. have this much energy? Because we're mirrors for each other, right? Whenever you 100%. energize, I energize even through the, the half of the continent, right? Half of the planet. Yeah. Like, right, you feel my energy. I feel yours. Imagine when I'm presenting my best to my daughters, yeah. they cheer up already. And that's how they're going to grow up. And that's the, they're going to do to their families and to their children. And yeah. hopefully, but yeah, I mean, go, going back <laughs> answering to your question. No, I, I love that. that. That's a great way. And so many people... Like, and they're still going off that autopilot thing. They get up, they wake up on autopilot. They go to work on autopilot. A lot of times, because I've, I've done a lot of speaking and you talk to people and they go, I don't even know how I got to work this morning. But I love that how you do everything with intention. You get up, you intentionally move, you breathe, you meditate, you gratitude. But for me as well, one of the most important things is having that accountability buddy. Because... Yeah. 
in, in your mind, you know, you might wake up and go, oh, it's too cold for training today. Or I'm too tired. I'll just sleep in. If you didn't have that accountability, buddy, you, you may go to sleep. But having yes. that person there to keep you striving forward, keep you turning up and being your best, and then sharing that with your daughters, that, that's beautiful. I love that. Yes, yes, absolutely. That, uh, that we were funny, funny, like funny, funny fact, I guess. We were just in Toronto a week before in a collision conference where startups are meeting with the investors and we were a startup, a cleaning. And there was another guy who came up with an application that creates an accountability partner. This is insane. <laughs> yeah. It's like you text the, text the application time frame, when is what's happening. But I mean, human human touch is completely different, right? The application can only do so much, but accountability partner is such a huge push. So if anyone out there willing to, you know, struggling to keep up with their commitments, get an accountability partner. Mm. This will just change your life a lot. Yeah, hundred percent. And you can do that within, like you said, that your accountability partner is a lawyer and also a business partner with the people that you work with. You can have them as accountability. Um, buddies with the people that they work with keeping each other to higher standards and it's just a flow and effect like you said having that energy and your daughters phoning your mum, giving her videos giving her the energy as well that what other way would you like to start the day yes why and, why would why would otherwise you start the day if you rephrase the question a hundred percent that's a great little way to reframe it to shift it to yeah, why start the day if you're just going to uh, plot along? And do you want to tell us a little bit about your book as well? Have you written it or you're in the process of writing that book? Yes, it's called the, I'd love to. It's called The Immigrant's Companion, Making Your American Dream a Reality. The manuscript is complete. It's over 40,000 words currently. And it's going through a final editing path. And then we're going to try to submit it to literally agents. The book goes, it's, it's, it's packed. My goal was, okay, I've went through these mistakes. What can I do to at least help other community of immigrants that are coming in my shoes to prevent, even if I can't prevent just one mistake I've done, I, I'm, I'm happy, right? And that's exactly why I wrote the book. It, it goes through my journey. It's sprinkled with my stories, a personal stories, but it is packed with actionable ad advice, how to get visas, how to change visas, how to look for employment, cultural differences, for example, yeah. one of the things I talk about in, in Uzbekistan, it's customary when a police officer stops you, you get out of your car to show an expect, respect and you run up to the to the cop, right? Yeah. And I'm putting it there in a book. I'm like, don't get out yeah. of your car. Don't start running towards a cop. Exactly. Put your hands on the wheel, roll down your window, let them come. Yeah. Uh, so think, stuff like that. Little things like that, I guess. Uh, like I'd... I would have no idea about that, but things that you've learned along the way that will help yes. help millions of people. Yes, yes, cicadas, right? The animals, the culture that it's ordinary to pay, how to come to work, how to look for job mindset, good practices, types of entities, saving plans for your daughters or, or the children, cryptocurrency stocks, serving a public, uh, if you'd like to go to a, a public service and then don't forget your heritage because that's who made you who and give back to the community because that's who made you who. So yeah. that's pretty much kind of like an almanac of, um, you know, an, an immigrant's journey and jam packed with like 
stuff that they can take an action yeah, on. And add, yeah, actionable, actionable points. And yeah, that sounds like that'd be so handy for, because I didn't even think about that police thing. And coming from a culture where that's the norm is to show your respect to get out, could potentially get you shot in here as well. Exactly. Exactly. It's just one of the examples, right? There's a ton of them I can keep coming up. So, but they are in the book. Yeah. Have have no doubt that there'd be so much from that. And time has has really started to get away from us because I could keep going um, with you as well, because your stories are just brilliant. But would you like to tell us and the listeners who your ideal client is for both cleanup and interval cleaning who would benefit from your book as well and how people can get in contact with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. Interworld Cleaning, we're looking for uh, uh, people that are currently frustrated with their cleaning services and unable to get a good cleaners that they can become like friends. I talk about cleaners. If you think about it, cleaner is like a best friend you can rely on. And the only time you know that they're not there is like when your friend is gone, right? So mm. you're like, oh, I miss this friend. I yeah. So, we will we will deliver a service that we're going to promise and if we drop the ball we're gonna we're gonna pick it up and, and do everything we can cleanup is currently on a pre-stage pre-seed stage which means we are still developing mvp minimum viable product and very soon we'll be launching so any investors that like to look into the potential and how much people it can help that would be a good match for us as far as the book any immigrant who is already here who's planning to come here or who's been here, but feel stuck and would like to do something like, you know, a positive changes with their lives. That is pretty much um, the ideal people for me. Beautiful. So yeah, we, and that, that book has really got, those stories just got my mind boggling. So it's, it's sort of yeah, the simple things that you, we, we take for granted that other people from different places just, yeah, they take their their culture, bring it here, and it can end up so badly. But John, I just want to say thank you very much. I'm pumped up about this, about getting the energy from you. I could only imagine what the culture would be like and to work with you as well. So thank you very much for being part of this podcast. I'm I'm excited for the future and for the release of your book. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, David. I, I'll cheer for you and best of luck. Thanks for the service and bringing up this information to to the public. Thank you so much for listening to the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight podcast. If you're a successful Chief Operations Officer, Human Resource Manager, or someone that runs a successful business that also has a great company culture, and you believe that you have a story to share with the wider community and would like to be a guest on a future podcast, please, visit the link below or if you can think of anyone who you know would be a brilliant guest on this podcast tag them in and as always feel free to share this far and wide the further we can get this podcast the more impact we can have so don't forget to share this on all social media platforms and help others along the way don't forget to tag the dcts podcast as i love seeing your posts and guest suggestions as we post regularly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss episodes that will possibly help your business ramp up to a whole nother level. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us get recognized and to promote the show. And they mean a lot to my team and I. 
If you want to know more, go to our website, www.phenomleap.com.au. P-H-E-N-O-M-L-E-A-P.com.au. Or follow me on LinkedIn and feel free to message me there. Thank you very much for listening and we look forward to giving you more tips on next week's episode.